0: A podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana Podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys uh, that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living, which is exactly what makes them extra to me and I am excited for you to meet them. Now, we've been blessed uh, to have a range uh, of what I'll call uh, trades or vocations represented here on MANA over the, over the last six or seven seasons. Uh, guys from the business sector, the military, religious life, education, uh, and it's been great to see how their faith shows up, uh, not only in their personal lives, but but sometimes in those vocations. Well. Today's guest answered a call uh, toward an avocation that he just could not deny any longer, so he wrote a book about it. Uh, and unlike a lot of us, including me, uh, he not only he not only thought about writing a book, he actually did it. Uh, so we're going to hear all about it and him, uh, but to give you just a little bit of a setup for it, it's a book and really a perspective about recognizing the ongoing, all-around, Power of the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity. That uh, I agree with our guest. Uh, sometimes gets you know a little bit of the short end of the stick. You know, I mean, as followers, as followers of Christ, you know, we do a pretty good job speaking of and praying to Jesus uh, and His Dad. Um, but the Holy Spirit uh, is by by awesome and intentionally divine design an equal, an equally profound force uh, in our faith. And today's guest is uh, driven by a passion to help others—not uh, not just read about it, uh, but recognize it and unlock the Holy Spirit's transformative power. Uh, but lest you think that uh, this book is just uh, a bunch of pages of thought-provoking uh, words, uh, but maybe not actionable content, uh, rest assured, our guest's approach to the book and to his avocation is really one of coaching. You know, he lays out a really Pretty prescriptive method uh, to developing this deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit from no matter where you are starting. So the book is called The Sixth Sola, uh, and the author and today's man-to-man is Mr. Michael Ward. Hey, Michael.
1: Hey, thank you. It's glad to to be here. Awesome.
0: It's awesome to be here. Well, I, it's it's uh, it's great to meet you, and I can't wait to uh, to dig into uh, to what you wrote about and kind of how you got there. and uh, And in fact, I just downloaded it. Uh, uh, I I took advantage of. I'm going to timestamp this a little bit, listeners. But uh, but Michael ran a Father's Day promotion uh, with his book, and so I took advantage of that, and I'm now the proud owner of a. Of the Amazon Kindle version of the uh, the Silla. so I'm 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 excited to dig into it here. Um, but I thought maybe we could just start with a bit of the origin story. Uh, you know, how long has this idea for you been in the works, and uh, and and how did you how did you kind of kind of get over that threshold of actually putting these thoughts down on paper?
1: Yeah, that's great. And after you know hearing the introduction and your audience as just working people and you know. I I would want, I'm not an author. I'm not a theologian. I'm not a scholar. Um, So I just want to connect with the audience of men. And I worked at Honeywell for 25 years. So I'm an aerospace engineer. And and Jeffrey, you said you're from Minnesota. So Honeywell used to be the headquarters, uh, used to be in St. Paul. But Allied Signal merged with them in 98. So I've been around. I just want to connect with the audience that I'm I'm actually a mechanical engineering uh, person by training. And I've been in aerospace, making aircraft engines for most of my life. So that may shock you when we start talking (laughs) about the Holy Spirit, right? So, and and another, I know another connection to Minneapolis is my my mother. My mother is half Swedish, half Norwegian, and both of his parents are from her parents are from Minneapolis, Saint Paul. So, and I grew up in Chicago. So I'm a Midwesterner. My accent probably sounds a little bit midwestern and uh well, yeah, so I can yeah you, you are,
0: are you are local for sure and for your mom you know up here in minnesota you know half swedish half norwegian that that qualifies as dual citizenship here so that she is uh <laughs> there's uh she's that's all that's a, that's pretty much as diverse as we get here so anyway great uh great for that background but yeah let's talk about how then uh, especially given your vocation uh how, how'd you end up writing a book about the holy spirit
1: yeah. Okay. So I mean, the, the, I'm mean, i coming from an engineering thing. I've, I've been participating in church. I have a family background. So everyone in the listener, you got a mother, father, you have some kind of introduction into religion from my dad was Roman Catholic and my mom was Presbyterian. She wasn't Lutheran because a lot of Minnesota people are probably Lutherans, but my mom was Presbyterian and the marriage in the 1940s and 50s, they didn't like mixed marriages of Roman mm-hmm. Catholics and presbyterian. So my mom was kind of an intellectual and she's like, "Well, let's let's raise the kids Lutheran." And my dad got kicked out of the Catholic church in the 50s because he didn't agree to raise the kids uh Catholic. So mm-hmm. so I started my life I was born in the in this environment the youngest of four with this weird, you know, exposure to the reformation indirectly because, mm-hmm. you know, my, my dad was Roman Catholic and I was being raised Lutheran. So it was kind of crazy, but um and there's just all kinds of dynamics that people have. So all the listeners, I mean, we, we kind of forget our youth mm-hmm. and how impactful our family of origin and all that experience is. But anyways, I'm living my life. I, I was confirmed in the Lutheran church. Um, I didn't like it at all. I mean, I was just kind of forced to go. It was just a family thing. Yeah. And, and I was, you know, with confirmation, and you can imagine Lutherans, they just love this Martin Luther guy, you know, and yes. – uh, I'm not even German. So my dad dad is uh, Irish Catholic. But, uh, you know, the the family tradition is when you're 14 years old, you get your confirmation and you can decide what you want to do with church. And I was just an engineering student, mathematical dude. My my, uh, Norwegian grandfather was an engineer and my uncle and I was just attracted to math. I wasn't really good in English, right and here I am writing a book like mm-hmm. forty years later. but um you know it's just uh, i I was born again, you'd say uh, and when I was working at a grocery store, so my quote unquote testimonies for some of you people that are into church culture and stuff you've heard about testimonies and things yeah. so I was met a woman at a grocery store I worked, and she just said the simplicity it's I love people now because i uh, I'm born again. Right. And I may have heard the terminology from a Lutheran perspective, right. But it was all too academic. So, um, I had a spiritual moment and I would say I have faith because of the Holy spirit. I think that was a Holy spirit moment that revealed that truth that I'd heard about for my whole life, but it never really understood it. So That's my test.
0: Yeah, and reaching you in a grocery store, uh, not necessarily in a formal faith environment kind of a thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know where the listener is from, if they're from like an evangelical type church or where they're from. But there's so much talk about evangelism and preaching the gospel and so forth. But to me, it was a human being loving people. And it wasn't just me. I mean, I could just tell this person the way they interacted with everybody as a customer and having that spirit of enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. you know? So I kind of recognized it then. And I started, I said, you know what? I've been a Christian for many years. I'm just gonna start reading the Bible. I like Paul and I don't want to sit through a series on Genesis again or something for Mm -hmm. the next six months. So I said, you know what? Instead of waiting every Sunday to get information or learning and so forth, I said, you know what? I'm gonna start reading the Bible every day. So I started reading and I like Paul. So I said, I like Paul's letters. Let's just read one chapter of Paul. And then I thought, well, what, which, which one did he write first? You know, like I'm kind of, th- I, I like the, the concept that the Bible is the inherent, inherent oh, inerrant word of God and stuff, and it's, it's inspired by God. So I don't question the, the, whether this stuff is true or not. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to get a historical kind of read through, chronological reading. And then I realized, well, really to understand Paul, I got to read Acts, which is written by a guy named Luke. And so, over the last eight years i've been reading a chapter a day of the New testament, and i've lined up in the end of my book. I talk about this reading plan
0: i mean I love that I love how you dove into the Bible and really took it on and I think there's so many useful um, uh tools out there to help people get into the Bible okay just 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 doing a better job of knowing how to navigate that you know massive you know sort of piece of, of literary work but how how did you but you wrote a book, and your perspective is quite specific about how the Holy Spirit is kind of working through all of those stories and then still today. And even the title of your book, which I love, The Sixth Sola, I grew up Lutheran, so I'm familiar with the first five uh, solas. <laughs> and so yeah, okay. can you maybe describe how you made that connection then uh, you know, from 40 years ago, Holy Spirit in the grocery store. Now you're getting into the Bible, you know, and so the book you decided to write wasn't just a, hey, here's how to read the Bible and get a lot out of it. I mean, you really did have a really strong perspective of the Holy Spirit working both in the text and then also today for us as we, you know, get up and go about yeah. our normal days. So where did, where did that come from? And specifically the title of the Six Sola.
1: When I was reading these chapters a day and I use a laptop, and I do this electronically so I no longer read the Bible like the traditional read the Bible because I found that it's kind of confusing not confusing but distracting if you pick up a study Bible and mm-hmm. it has all these cross references in it and you're like I'm reading Galatians but why is the guy telling me to look at Luke I'm like well I don't get yeah. the connection you know and it's like so I just said let me cut and paste a chapter of the Bible in so I've got all these chapters electronically And I start out each day and I just copy and paste a fresh copy. It's just the word. And I noticed that, but, but it's electronic. So I could start doing searches, right? Like the Mm -hmm. word processor. And I found that out of these 150 chapters of the new Testament that I read, um, it's the Holy spirit shows up like 68% of the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that hasn't been my experience in church. It's a Mm -hmm. lot about Jesus and God, the father. But I'm like, if the new Testament if Paul and Peter and John and, uh, Luke are all, you know, talking about the Holy Spirit. I, I think people are missing it. And then back to the solas, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, because maybe because of my Lutheran background, my subconscious, I thought this Holy Spirit needs to be prominent. And I mm-hmm. and I looked at the five solas and I go, okay, it's scripture alone, faith alone, Christ alone, grace alone, and to so the glory of God alone. And I'm like, where's the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I said, the sixth Sola is yeah. going to be
0: walking by the Spirit alone, right? That's what Sola means, alone. And it's also very personal, like walking with the Holy Spirit. It's like every day. How about, how about, um, how about, you know, we talk a lot on, uh, on MANA about uh, our own personal uh, kind of role models, influences. And so, like you said, you had a very successful career in in, in engineering and aerospace. <clears throat> you venture out to write a book uh, you know i you talked about your your book coach but were there any people also if you think back to when you were really seriously considering doing it who stu- stood out as particularly encouraging influential to to really get you to to get you to because you are sticking your neck out you know i mean it's it's this is that's your this is your name on on these you know <laughs> millions of copies of books all over the world now and so any 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 influences role models that stand out.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I would say I, um, I love John Ortberg's writing. He's, he's a guy who's from, you know, Rockford, Illinois, a real sexy place. I've listened to John on, on podcasts. I've never, I only went to his church once because I was on a business trip to San Francisco, but I really love John's writing. And I kind of, he has a book called, if you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. Mm. So, you know, part of that is like, you know, I kind of feel like God wants me to write this book about the Holy Spirit and encourage people to. Wh- the other little analogy I talk about, Jeffrey, is like getting in the spiritual gym. So uh, and what I mean by that is like I a couple of years ago, I took a, um, I, I signed up for a personal trainer at a gym because I'm not a bodybuilder and. And so I, I hired someone to show me how to use the equipment because I don't know, but it turns mm-hmm. out that the coach that you have or the personal trainer, he doesn't ever lift the weights. you have to do it yourself mm-hmm. so my my you know process is, look, I'll lay out for you what you should read and how you should read it, but it's up to you to do the work, so it's like this is men you know taking ownership over their spirituality, yeah. and I think one of the issues with pastors and ministers and priests is they seem to have this idea that they can do it for us, like they can build spirituality into us, or they can give this awesome, charismatic message that's going to influence the listener. but we listen to them for forty minutes a week, if that, and then they go on and study something, so yeah. my thing is it's kind of like there's an obesity people talk about that in America, like the you know what's your percent body fat, and it's because nobody's exercising and stuff, so for me, in a spiritual way, i'm saying get in the spiritual gym and exercise because God will speak to you through his word. And -hmm. and the weird thing is, is I've heard that for 40 years. Oh yeah. God's going to speak to you through his word, but no one ever tells you like, well, how should I read the Bible? Yeah. Right. right? And I don't, the only thing that I feel like as me is I want the listener to, to, to go ahead and get in the gym, to think Mm -hmm. of it. Like I'm going to have to build my own spiritual muscles I don't care what Michael Ward says. I got to do it myself. Yeah. And that's, that's where I want to encourage people to do their own reading. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I think, I think that is so, it's, I think it's the most powerful approach because like you say, you have to, we have to come to it on our own because if we don't, it's not going to last. I mean, we've got to think it was our idea. We've got to think it was our design. (laughs) And, And I think your, your approach of being that coach is, is really insightful. Well, Hey, we are, um, we have, uh, we, we could talk all afternoon here, but we have, we've come to the, uh, the last, uh, segment of the, of the big show. We call it the fun segment. Um, just because I haven't over over now seven seasons, I haven't come up with a better name for it, but it's, it's, you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll be fun here. So same three questions we ask every guest uh, okay. and just see, uh, see what you think. So the first question is if Jesus <clears throat> with the Holy Spirit, cause you know, they're right there next to each other. If, uh, if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow morning and just wanted to hang out for the day, just going to spend the whole day with Jesus, what are you going to do with him?
1: Yeah, well, I'm a coffee drinker, so to be, if it's in the morning, I'd be like, hey, come on in, yeah. <laughs> have a cup of coffee. And, and I like that question because it kind of gets to, like, how personal do I feel Jesus is? Like, So I have some idea. I kind of feel kind of close to Jesus in a way, but it's, it's, it's as close. I don't know. I mean, everybody can get as close as they, they want. So mm-hmm. my answer is let's come on in and have a cup of coffee for at least the first hour. And I'm like, I would say, so what do we got? 24 hours together or what? I don't know. <laughs> and so, so then i say, I'd be, of course, it'd be like, well, what do you want to do? You know, but I mean, I mean, I think it would be fun and just kind of do that. Um, I would probably ask him like, hey, were you laughing about some of my jokes or anything? Because see, the way I think of Jesus is, it's like, why did he ascend to heaven? Right. It's like, nobody really asked that question, but it's like. At least, I don't know, maybe somebody somebody must have asked that question. But I look at it like, well, of course he had to leave because if it's 2022 and he was still walking around Jerusalem or doing whatever, like what kind of faith would it take to believe in Jesus, right? right. I mean, he's the only guy that's a living for 2,000 years, right? right. Yeah. So, so and I'm like, and also would he look like George Clooney or something? Like you know, would 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 Jesus be walking around like, yeah, hey man, it's, I'm two thousand year old man. So, but don't I look good? I look like George Clooney, right? So I mean, it almost looked like he had to leave because none of us would have to have faith because it would be like, yeah, there he is. There's a Jesus dude. He's still yeah. alive, walking the earth. Yeah. So so mysteriously, I think I got the answer to. Why Jesus had to ascend? Because he just had to. Because we wouldn't have to have faith.
0: Sure. Yeah. So,
1: so there's that. And he might rebuke me and say, "No, I heard you say that, Michael, but God didn't think it was that funny." So
0: it could (laughs) be just a a day of, uh, yeah, day of uh, reflection on all of the all of the ones that didn't land. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not really so much. All right. Well, fun segment. Question number two if you could go to church, uh, with any other man, uh, living or dead, uh, and this can be a famous person or, or not, uh, family or not anybody, any other guy, the only one who is it's got to be a guy and you're going to go to church. Who are you going to go to church with?
1: For this conversation, I'm kind of leaning towards Dietrich Bonhoeffer because I really mm-hmm. get a kick yeah. out of that guy. And, and unfortunately people quote him a lot. And, uh, You know, but no, people have to remember the dude lived in Nazi Germany. So, Mm -hmm. so, so he tried to live in Nazi Germany, which is a little different than what, you know, that we live in today. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I find him fascinating, dude. I wish he, you know, unfortunately he passed away or got,
0: you know, executed at the last couple of weeks of the war. All right. Last question. Uh, uh, Fun segment question number three. And this is going to be hard for you since you've got a whole, You've got got, uh, hundreds of pages of advice here, but if you could just give one piece of advice uh, to a younger man, so think of, you know, maybe high school, middle school, I mean, really further upstream, Um, one piece of advice to a young man about just developing a really strong, like you have, a really strong sense of faith, but still, you know, just kind of an ordinary guy getting through life. What would be that one piece of advice?
1: Yeah, I I would, I'm going to go with the um, read John 21, understand Peter, and just don't compare yourself to anybody else. And think about God as a living God. So like, just because we have the scriptures and we want to learn and we can get sucked into. So as a young man, don't get sucked into trying to be know-it-all, like trying to know everything in the Bible. Just remember that Jesus rebuked Peter, the great Peter. He rebuked him for yeah. comparing himself to John. So, yeah. so I would, the young man is you got a long, you know, you, you really have no control over how long you live. I believe that God has control of every breath we take. So as a young man, just re, re, be humble. Remember, you know, having a life is a gift and, um, you know, be thankful, have a lot of gratitude for breathing and being alive. Hmm. And just remember, you don't, you don't, God loves you as your father and think maybe occasionally think of being like in a, a sandbox as a child, how there's 30 kids in the sandbox, but your father's watching you and he's not comparing you to anybody. You just yeah. watch the comparison. Comparison can really suck you into a bad space.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's, I think that is great advice for Uh, younger men and for all of us uh, men and women of any age. So, well, thank you, uh, Michael Ward. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to share your ideas, to share all of your words. Uh, The book is called The Sixth Sola and uh, the writer is Michael Ward. And uh, thanks again for being on MANA and just best to you as you continue to coach and get us all in that spiritual gym and, uh, develop our own strong, I'm trying to finish this metaphor here, (laughs) our strong, uh, life of faith with the Holy Spirit. So thanks again. You're welcome. I loved it. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.